Hello, campers. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Oh, okay. That was just that just sounded dismal. Okay. <laughs> Hi, campers. Welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hello. And thank you for joining us for yet another installment of Immature History. I think this is what, 99? Oh, there's hundreds of them at this yeah, point. Yeah, we're so <laughs> we're so close to the big triple dig. Yeah, we're very close. Yeah. Wow. Um, but wait. in case this is your very first time here, we're going to read you articles yeah. from the internet. Mm-hmm. We had nothing, we had no hand in them. No, I'm doing Wikipedia today. What uh, are you doing? I don't want to tell you just yet. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll jump in. All right, lay it on us. So I'm going to read the Wikipedia article um, for James Jemmy Hurst. And Jemmy is spelled J-E-M-M-Y, which I think is a choice. That's cute. Yeah. So Jemmy <laughs> Hurst was an English eccentric, mm. which is my favorite way for a Wikipedia article I love to start. All, I want to, you know, my goal with this, you know, type of podcast episode uh-huh. is to just get through all of the eccentrics <laughs> all list of the eccentrics. on Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Hearst was born to a farmer family of Rawcliffe, Yorkshire. Even at school, he kept a, bet, a pet jackdaw and trained a hedgehog to follow him around. Okay. So. I he, like that. I like it. He's an animal guy. Yeah, a jackdaw. You know, that's one of the, I think, less annoying birds just in concept. Okay, yeah. uh, Because it's not a pigeon. Love that for jackdaws. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, His parents hoped that he would become a priest, never materialized when he was thrown out of school for his pranks. Okay, right there with you, bud. Love it. Hurst was apprenticed to a tanner. Fell in love with his daughter and became engaged to her. Cute. Cute. A cute meet cute. A meet cute. Um, and also, whoever wrote this article said the word r- reputedly like a million times. And uh. I just feel like you don't have to say that. In a Wikipedia article, I feel like it's all. It's all reputed. Yeah. And also, there's other words for reputed, right? Yeah. Surely. Um, surely there's a, a bunch of them. Allegedly. That's one of Isn't them. That similar? Yeah, it's similar. It's a similar vibe. Uh, her eccentricity began when his betrothed died of smallpox after oh, he rescued no. her from a flooding river. Whoa. Yeah, the, are those related? Start. Do you get smallpox from almost drowning in a flood? I think maybe if there's another person in the river that also has smallpox. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Then maybe. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Um, At first, Hearst retired to his bed and reputedly contracted drink brain fever. Brain fever? Now I'm going to click on the Wikipedia page for brain fever real quick to to tell everyone what it is. Brain fever describes a medical condition where a part of the brain becomes inflamed and causes symptoms that present as fever. The terminology is dated and is encountered most often in Victorian literature, Ew. where it typically describes a potentially life-threatening illness brought about by a severe emotional upset. Okay. I was thinking maybe, you know. It sounds said, like depression. Well, it sound, it, to me, if I'm like, if you point to someone 
mm-hmm. and you say that person has brain fever, yeah, I'm going to assume that they're like a really exuberant psychologist. Yeah, they've got <laughs> they brain love fever. the brain. <laughs> they just can't get enough. Can't get enough. Sorry, I had to um, make this text larger because oh, yeah. I'm 100 years old. When he recovered, apparently, they use the word apparently, so they're mixing it up. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> he continued his habits of animal training. His first success was with <laughs> was his later favorite, a bull named Jupiter, and trained to behave as a horse. <laughs> I'm sorry, a bull trained to behave as a horse. I mean, what does that? So he could ride him and use him to pull his carriage. You could just get a horse. You could get a horse. I also would argue, I don't know. I don't know very much about equestrianism. Yeah. Um, but I would argue that, like, <laughs> how different could it be, you know? Like, yeah. you just slap a saddle. You slap a saddle, maybe a bigger saddle. A, a larger saddle. Yes. And then they just trot around on four legs the same way. It just, it feels yeah. contrived. Yeah. You're going to have to do some stretching first because that's a, that's a wide. Yeah. That's a girthy. That's essentially a girthy doing the seat. Yeah. <laughs> seat. The carriage itself was made of wicker. Um, it had unusually big wheels and okay. looked like a lampshade upside down. <laughs> oh. I can't imagine that oh i can uh it is weird can you draw me a picture later yeah okay yeah i will it also had an odometer of her own design that would ring a bell after a mile of travel that's cool i like that just every mile ding ding (laughs) when jupiter found it hard to pull hearst fitted it with sails yeah because what that poor what was he a a, a bull. A bull. What a bull needs when it's struggling to pull something is more resistance yeah. from the air. Yeah, weigh him down some more. Sales. Sales. That's that's an insane thing to do. Yeah, agreed. The experiment was unsuccessful. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Can't imagine why. And the carriage crashed into a shop window in Pontefract. Uh, Hearst was banned from the town. Can <laughs> the whole town? They were like, "Guy, get him uh, out!" Can you imagine being that shopkeeper, minding your own business, and a when bull. when the craziest looking carriage, driven by a bull <laughs> and an eccentric that has sales, sales comes through? Yeah, I would be like, "What was I've in that brownie everything. I ate earlier? Yeah. <laughs> what was in that brownie?" Because I, ate earlier? I don't. I can't imagine it not being anything funky. Yeah. Now, this is where I think it gets really good. Oh, amazing. Hearst rode Jupiter in a fox hunt using pigs as pointers instead of dogs. Okay. I know Mythbusters did that bull in a China shop thing. And they were like, actually, bulls are very careful in China shops. Uh Uh-huh. But to me, it just feels unwieldy to have something as... Once again, girthy Very as a girthy. bull, yeah, charging full speed through like a forest with a pig leading it. I'd like to know um, that poor pig was scared for its goddamn life. It it was so scared. I'd like to know like the nose situation on a pig. Do they have good, yeah, uh, like know. a good olfactory? Yeah, who knows? Oh. He tried to train an otter to fish. <laughs> 
Okay, cute. That would be so cute. But getting the otter to let go of his catch was too hard. Oh, therein lies the rub. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, otters are ready fish. You I know, don't yeah. have to train them. <laughs> so he's trying to uh, train. What he's trying to do <laughs> is create a slave, not teach an otter to fish. Exactly. He already knows. Yeah. The otter is like, hey, give an otter a fish. <laughs> You fed him for a day. That's Teach right. an otter to fish. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> I can get my own fish now. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. Um, he went to Doncaster races dressed in a lambskin hat with a nine foot brim and a waistcoat of duck feathers. I'm sorry. <laughs> a nine foot brim. A nine foot brim. How does it? How does it stay erect? That's such a good question. Is is nine feet the diameter? Is it the radius? Is it the circumference? I just, it, no matter how you answer it, that's a crazy thing. I wonder if there's a picture of him in this outfit because I really would like to see it. I mean, a waistcoat of duck feathers. What's his name? Um, His Jimmy. name is Jimmy Hurst. H-I-R-S-T. Jimmy Lovato. <laughs> Oh. oh, my God. Okay, I'll, I'll, uh... You'll look. I'll keep going. Uh, Hurst also blew his hunting horn to summon the poor and the elderly to his house for tea. Okay. Sometimes the visitors found... <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Sometimes the visitors found that the refreshments were served from their host's favorite coffin. Uh, <laughs> Hurst, <laughs> Hurst hung the walls of his house with bits of old rope and iron and wrote doggerel verse. Now, I had to look up what doggerel verse is, um, but it's poetry that is irregular in rhythm and in rhyme, often deliberately for burlesque or comic effect. Sure. So just... Just chaos for the sake of chaos. Just chaotic poetry. <laughs> Eventually, he married his housekeeper. Cute. During the ceremony, he Very wore a toga. Music. Okay, <laughs> yep. Oh, no. And insisted that the formalities should be conducted in sign language. I... Oh. <laughs> okay. There's I so mean, much going on. That's, you know. It's a choice. You're the groom. Yeah, it's your big day. It's your big day. I could not find any depictions of an eye. Oh, damn it. Um, if anyone wants to draw one. If you could. If you could create one. Yes, thank you. However, he did make a profitable trade of his produce and increased his wealth. His farm was the one... <laughs> <laughs> the way they say this so casually. His farm was the one at the north end of Chapel Lane. Sure. Just so you know, oh, it's okay, different okay. It's from not the one at the, the south end. I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The farmhouse is still there, but the stackyard behind it has been built on. His grave is in Rawcliffe Churchyard. Hearst's fame grew enough that King George III was intrigued and invited him to visit London. Sure. <laughs> Classic King vibe to just be like... Hey, I've heard you're super weird. Can you just come visit me so I can find entertainment in you? This next sentence. Oh, no. At first, Hearst sent a reply that he was busy trying... (laughs) (laughs) 
trying to train otters to fish, but okay. would come later. Okay, yeah. I mean, pencil pencil the king in for after otter fishing. I'm lessons. sorry, King George the yeah. Third. I'm too busy, I'm busy. training yeah. otters yeah. to do something they already know how to do. Yeah. When he arrived in his carriage, he attracted much attention in his flamboyant costume. I'm sure he did. During his visit, one noble began to laugh. Jemmy proceeded to throw a goblet of water in his face because he was clearly having hysterics. Oh, sure. He announced that he was pleased to find his monarch a plain-looking fellow and invited him to visit him in Rawcliffe for good brandy. The king did not oblige, but reputedly gave him a number of bottles from the royal wine cellar. Reputedly. Reputedly. So he made a good impression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Hurst died in 1829. His will left 12 pounds to 12 old maids who were to follow his coffin and two musicians, a fiddler and a bagpiper, who were to play happy songs. Only two maids obliged. <laughs> sure. Yikes. The priest did not let the piper play anything but o'er the hills and far away and forbade the fiddler from playing anything at all. That's so rude. Yeah. Let someone's, you know. Let them fiddle. Let them fiddle. And also, I feel like if people have ridiculous requests for their own funeral, just do it. Yeah. Uh, He also left his accountant with a piece of rope to go... I bet we can guess. (laughs) You can guess that one. That's sad. It's not very charitable. Uh, Rumor claims that Hearst had his own coffin built with windows and shelves, (laughs) which he kept in his front room and charged people to sit in. Why would anyone pay for that? (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. In his memory, there is a pub in Rawcliffe near Ghoul named Jimmy Hearst at the Rose and Crown. I would punch that guy. I think think I'd like to hang out with him. If there are otters there and... Sure. If there are otters, then I'm there. Then I'm in. I also feel like he's one of those guys who's like trying so hard to be like... He's not like other guys. No, he's not. Anyways, that's Jimmy Hurst for you all. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm going to read an article from a website that I don't believe has yet to be featured on immature history. Ooh, okay. Weirdcatholic.com. Okay. <laughs> well, I would argue that everything Catholic is weird. You so. know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, and this is an article from February 14th, Romantic 2019, uh, by Thomas L. McDonald called, and this is topical because... A pope just died. I don't remember which one. A pope died? Well, like... Not the pope. Not the pope, but remember how he was like, I can't pope anymore, and so then the new guy came on, uh-huh. which is rare because usually it's a life thing. Yeah. So the the one before the current pope Oh, finally died. kicked it. I feel mm-hmm. like the current pope has been pope for quite a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Who I, knows? Who knows? Who can I can't know? possibly keep up. No. Um, keeping up with the popes would be a hilarious <laughs> spinoff. Yeah, it's just like Vatican City, uh, gone wild. Yeah, um, love it. Real Housewives of Vatican the City. Real Housewives of Vatican City. Oh my God! And I need Andy Cohen there to just yeah. dig right in and dig get in through there. the drama. Yeah. Um. And so that brings me to this article <laughs> called. 
Are dead popes still hit on the head with a hammer? Uh oh, what? <laughs> God, um, I hope so. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm actually going to jump for just a second to a paragraph in um, the Wikipedia article for Camerlengo of the Holy Roman Church. Sure. Which is an office of the papal household. Uh huh. Um, we all knew that. We all knew it. <laughs> um, and so this is just a quick little um, part on the responsibilities of okay. this role. Okay. Okay. Um, the Camerlengo is responsible for the formal determination of the death of the reigning pope. The traditional p- procedure, abandoned centuries ago, was to call his baptismal name, for example, Albine Dormisne, which is Latin for Al- Albi, I guess, was that guy's name. Are you sleeping? Okay. After it sounded a little like pig Latin. <laughs> well, you know, they're related. They're cognates. After the Pope is declared dead, uh, the Camerlingo takes possession of the Ring of the Fisherman. Okay, sure. And cuts it with shears in the presence of the Cardinals. This act symbolizes the end of the late Pope's authority and prevents its use in forging documents, which is important. Uh-huh. Um, okay, then the Camerlingo notifies the appropriate officers of blah, blah, blah. He participates in the preparations um for the conclave and the pope's funeral uh then so he's his whole job a lot of it is just to like you know do stuff or just the pope when they die yeah. yeah um like he's taking possession of the pope's last will and testament revealing its contents sure um all of that um and then so he only has to work like once in a blue moon yeah okay and then this part too um until a successor pope can be elected the camerlengo serves as vatican city's acting sovereign oh so he's kind of like the hbic for a minute gotcha um and so that's the like formal background Hmm. good to know i also would just like to because i think this is funny there's a lot of uh you know historic folks who have held they're all men what am i saying who have held um the office of camerlingo and so we have like um francus rainieros um and then you know once people start having last names it's like stefano de Cecciano, um you know all of these like very italian uh. very formal um oh, there's so fucking many dude um oh my god i'm scrolling 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 um like pietro gaspari uh, yeah. the current one Kevin Joseph Farrell. <laughs> Kevin is the funniest name Kevin. to come after. I mean, it's the only non, like, Where's very Italian uh, name or French, Because Farrell is... He's American. He's wow. an American. Uh, Good for Cardinal. Kevin. He served as the seventh bishop of the Diocese of Dallas. <laughs> the Diocese and of Dallas. And that's Dallas. The Diocese um, of Dallas is another um, Bravo show I would watch. Yeah. Oh, he was born in Dublin, apparently. Oh, I was going to say, because Colin Farrell is Irish. Yes, Farrell is very Irish, yeah. I think. Um, but then he went to, you know, Texas. So, well, anyway. From Ireland to Texas. <sighs> Tales of Little Stone. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that brings us to this article. Okay. Cardinal Kevin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So good. <laughs> Has been named Camerlingo. 
Following the death of a pope, the Camerlengo has the duty of, quote, safeguarding and administering the goods and temporal rights of the Holy See during the interregnum. Mm. He manages the church until the election of the next pontiff, oversees the conclave, and gets a nifty scepter covered in red velvet. Wow. Like cake. <laughs> like a red velvet cake scepter. Uh, oh, delish. <laughs> The Camerlengo also verifies the passing of the Pope after the doctor has pronounced his death. In the past, this was done by tapping him on the head three times with a ceremonial hammer Oopsie. and calling his baptismal name in his native tongue. It, I just, I, I feel like it being a ceremonial of hammer, is, yeah. like, doesn't make it any and different than the weird. fact that you're just hitting a dead person yeah. on the head with a hammer. Yeah. And, like, it's also so funny, the I like... That somewhere in history, because it's not in the Bible, <laughs> somewhere in history, some white guy was like, you know what we need yeah. is we need a specific holy hammer holy. for this specific purpose. Yeah. And they were like, the Norwegians have that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so if he showed no response, the Camerlengo announced the Pope is dead and took possession of his ceremonial ring, which was often then smashed with the same hammer along with official seals. Wow. Um, at a time when death could be difficult to determine and burial alive was a real possibility. This was not a quaint custom, but a genuine precaution. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a persistent legend that Thomas Akempis was buried alive. I don't, is that a Pope? sure yeah probably um, and you know just do the bell thing though just do the bell thing it's the easiest it's the easiest and creepiest yeah it was probably last performed at the death of pope saint john the 23rd which okay. doesn't really put it into any context i have no idea uh the vatican called this a myth when it was reported in the guardian in 2003 the vatican calls a lot of things a myth. yeah you know we're mm -hmm. on to you vatican mm -hmm. we really are <laughs> uh, but the tradition is fairly well attested mm -hmm. <laughs> see for example the Vis the visible church by james charles noonan jr this example dates back to the mid 20th century. It is made of ebony and gilded silver. There's a picture of a hammer and it. gilded silver and measures 22 by nine by two centimeters from the Minnesota chapter of the patrons of the arts in the Vatican museums. Here's the hammer. Ooh. It's cute. Oh my God. Um, very stately. Very cute. Yeah. So it's just a little, uh, little love tap. I expected more like gems and. Oh, well, you, you know, know. It's, it's the Pope. He's the servant of God, so he has to be pretty modest. Yeah, that's true. That you is know one how thing popes about... Are. <laughs> they are reputedly very modest. Very <laughs> modest. Yeah, that's their whole thing. Um, and so that is, you know, the Pope hammer. So they're not still tapped on the head with a hammer. Apparently not. Not that they're willing to admit. Maybe they would just do a little finger tap, like, you in there? Yeah. Just, I mean, um, you know, there are machines these I know. days. Actually, I think I read that somewhere because <laughs> I was looking it up. I think it might have been on Britannica. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is from the Britannica article for uh, the Papal Conclave. Conclave. Um, yeah, if the Pope has died, the Cardinal Camerlengo verifies the death by an ancient and elaborate ritual. Traditionally, he gently taps the Pope's head with a silver hammer while calling out his baptismal name three times. Uh -huh. We know all of this. Uh, in the case of John Paul II, an electrocardiogram was used to confirm death. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it was gold. Wow. Could have been gold. It was. Could have been. Could have been. Wow. Been. Campers, what more could you ask for in this episode? We gave you animals. We, we gave, gave you popes. an eccentric 
Uh, we gave you otters. a holy hammer. A holy hammer. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. And goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you so much. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.